1: Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And
2: I'm Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, my love. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm warm. I got my skims on. Oh well, yeah, you look very I I want to be like a cat, cat woman today. If you guys are watching on YouTube, check out my outfit. you also see I got my New Good Moms merch on.
1: I also have my New Good Moms merch on. It's our... Holiday drop, it's our baseball jersey. We designed it ourselves, like everything that we drop. And it's really cute. I got my little cleavage out. Come to YouTube and check it out. <laughs> um, Yeah, if you guys don't know, we have like really beautiful merch that we sell on our website. Ah, we have a website.
2: I know, crazy. We, we design us. We do, and it's really high quality. We really, we just really take the time to create things that we would want to wear and not just... Slap our logo and shit and sell it. Yeah. So make sure you check out our website. It's in this episode description, com slash shop to check out the merch. Lots of goodies for the holidays. Lots of great gifts for moms. We have our Good Moms Love Flowers Crew Neck Best um, We
1: have some stuff for the kids, too. So make sure you check out the merch we have for the kids. We have our... Good kids necklace and our bad choices necklace. It's really high quality gold. You know, we love gold. We do. So um, this holiday season. Match with your kids and be cute. Yep. Also, you guys, if you are watching this episode, we are in a new space. And guess what? It's ours. It's ours. not Erica's mom's.
2: (laughs) I don't even think they knew it was Erica's mom's.
1: Okay. Well, they know now. Now (laughs) we have our own space.
2: Yeah, we were recording for many, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years in um, the Beauty Blender's office.
1: An office in the Beauty Blender's We were having
2: to move everything in and out of the room every fucking time, and now we don't have to move shit.
1: Because we bought this couch.
2: We bought this couch. This is good, good media. So if you are in the LA area and want to record a podcast, want to record voiceover, a little photo shoot, just looking for a space then make sure you go follow our Instagram at good underscore good media. And that's also in this episode description um, because we are podcast experts, ho.
1: We are podcast experts and we are offering our expertise alongside our high production quality, alongside our personal videographer slash photographer who shoots all of our bomb ass shit. And he too can shoot your shit. You can even create a clip. You can have a headshot. I will personally write you a bio. <laughs> Whatever you need, we got it. So check out Good Good Media. Goddamn. Good Good Media, goddamn. Good Good Media, goddamn. That's going to be a commercial. <laughs> so, so good it makes you want to slap your mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Same. Um, we have a special guest today. I know YouTube, you hate when we ignore our guests. But guess what? Bitches, we're a podcast. So this is the runner show. <laughs> um, but we do We have a very special guest today. I'm very excited to have our dear friend and love and marriage black therapist, Mac Stanley, the Mac, the therapist, and co-host of my man's podcast, Menage Mind, here with
2: us today. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I'm really excited to have you this month. So am I. This month, are really trying to dive into the power of different, different things. Vulnerability. We had Jamel Hill on last week. This week, we're talking about therapy.
3: Yay, my favorite word.
2: We love therapy, if you guys didn't know. We do. I mean, I have, you know, I was thinking about therapy the other day because I was like, when did I, I my entry into therapy was actually in high school. And I didn't even realize I was going, I mean, I kind of knew I was going to therapy, but like I was going to therapy to really get out of class. But (laughs) when I went to, when I went to high school, like, you know, you have to meet with the counselor, Mm -hmm. at, at least in my school, you have to meet with the counselor, all the students meet with the counselor. And I told her that my parents weren't together and that like, I really didn't like know my dad. And at that point in my life, anytime I would talk about my dad, I would cry.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and it probably that's probably what happened. I probably cried like day one of school about my dad, and so they developed these like I didn't. I don't know if you know how many different groups they had, but they had a group specifically for parents for children whose parents were either going through divorce or were no longer together. And so, when I found out I was part of this group, I was like, "That's weird," but also I get out of class once a week for an hour. So why not to go talk in the church? We were in some sort of weird like nun chapel or something. Um. But it was actually really, it ended up being really healing and helpful for me um, to just kind of talk it out. And I did it actually all four years of high school.
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm going to get out of class, goddamn. I was like, my
2: parents are still not together. <laughs> um, so that was actually my entry into therapy. Um, so maybe that's why, I guess traditional therapy never really, I was never scared of it. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, I don't know. Yeah. I know if Jamila like kind of resisted for a while, for a long while.
1: No? You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, what? I don't, I didn't really resist
2: more so that I thought that like, no, you literally would say, I don't know. I'm really reasonable. Like I, can, I know how to like, re- I, I'm like, I know when I'm fucking up. My, um, my
3: purposely, first- if I may add, huh you would purposely fuck up.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, not in purposely. I would just like, I knew I was fucking up. But also, like, I knew there was issues, but I was just like, I'm going to get to them when it's time. I was I was doing shit with the knowledge that I could be doing better things and that I was probably doing it because there was some other deeper roots. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I wasn't really ready to address those roots. So I was just, like, I'm when I'm ready to move up out of this, I will. Yeah. But my first my first encounter with like professional real therapy was in my relationship with my baby daddy. I was just like willing to try anything, all all things. And really, I just wanted someone to tell him that he was wrong. <laughs> I get
3: that a lot, believe <laughs> it or not.
1: I mean, and I, I was right. Like, I should have been a therapist. i If I had the <laughs> wherewithal to go to school very long, I could have done it. Because the one time I got a solo session, I was like, so. I just, ther- I, she was like, you're right. Everything you said is right. I was like, I know it. Okay. I'm going to move on now. And that's what happened. But now, because Erica did tell me over and over and over and over again, like. <laughs> I think you probably should call the therapist now. <laughs> I finally broke down and I did a call to the therapist. And I was supposed to go for a year straight. That was my plan. Um, I think I made it like eight months. Okay. Consistently. I need to call her again. But um, we've been moving around a lot. And also I feel like it helped tremendously. And then I went for eight months. And then when I got a relationship with Orlando, he was like, do you want to get married? I was like, I do. But you have to go to therapy consistently for a year. <laughs> In order for that to be an option, and then he resisted, but then he went. So I believe in therapy, talk therapy. but also I also believe in alternative methods of therapy, like doing mushrooms and molly and um,
3: yoga. Yoga, retreats. streaming,
1: going at retreats, um, going out into nature. nature and like being naked and doing cartwheels. those are also forms of therapy for me.
2: Yeah. Also LSD. Mac how did you uh, Get into therapy or like what was your experience In therapy were you Did did you go to therapy As a young man or as a I
3: actually did not go to therapy Until I became a therapist Mm. Because I I have this theory that most therapists Go into this field Looking to find certain things About themselves that they need To address right so for For me I like to say Therapy chose me because I never Never was planning on being a therapist. I just liked psychology mm. and I kept on following that until one day I was so, oh, you're a therapist. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so what now? <laughs> what do I do? Because the whole time I was trying to get an understanding of women. Mm. That's why psychology was, was so intriguing to me. Like, why do we act the way that we do? What do women think about? What's the best way to approach them? You know? All of high school and college, I was trying to we trying
2: to get hoes. we you trying to get hoes, Max. <laughs> I, I, I was there trying you to you say, there say that. Just, he became a therapist. <laughs> I so was there trying to bits. say that. Wow, this is a very expensive ploy. <laughs> <laughs> but <paying> then
3: <laughs> I met my girl early on at the age of 20, and uh-huh. we've been together for, for like 10 years. So technically, I'd, I didn't get to really live on my prime. Wait, how old are you? I'm 30. Oh, why are you a baby? 31. 31. Yes. When's your birthday? August 10th. Oh, I'm Malia. Yeah. We're the best.
2: So you've been with your wife for ten years.
3: Ten years, ten years strong.
2: So you just said you'd feel like you didn't get to live out your prime.
3: Me- meaning, you know, as young men, like we we have this idea so you're that oats. yeah, so you're at oats. a young age you you want to just go go around and date and 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 et cetera. But for me, I met her, I fell for her, but I sucked at relationships. I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to, how to be vulnerable. I wasn't being honest. I never learned how to be in a relationship. So I went around me and I'm talking to my mentors, all the men around me. Yo, how do I fix this? What's the knowledge? No one had it. Mm. Nobody. So I said, okay, cool. I'm gonna go find it.
1: Is that what made you venture into couples therapy specifically? Because you needed the tools in your own relationship? I needed
3: to fix my relationship. So I went to look for the answers. Mm. And now I get to provide it to everybody else.
1: Well, that's a good that's a good method. <laughs> I mean, I think men have such a difficult time being vulnerable and just ac- 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 accessing their accessing. Ac- accessing their emotions to like verbalize it. I mean, I I share in this sometimes. I can communicate, but sometimes I don't want to, so I get it. But men really just like don't have. Any space for And I, f- I find that Even in their close friends mm-hmm. Like you said You you asked around And yes. no one had the answers I feel like men Don't ask And then like They don't have Friends don't feel comfortable To check other men Like you're fucking up Or this is This is what I did Like wh- what do you think That's about
3: I disagree w- what the With, fuck is wrong with niggas? I disagree Cause I do think That us men Like We'll go to each other And we'll talk About certain things It's just that the answers we're looking for, like we're not getting them in the traditional way, right? You would see men like, all right, I'm taking you out because I noticed that your mood is down. But I'm not going to say that you might be going through through a depressive state or anything like that, but I'll engage in activities that can help you increase your mood. And in terms of relationships, I do think that men do a very poor job of holding each other accountable, but that's because of guy code, right? Like my... They could do some dirt, and we're aware of it. But due to this concept of guy code, I'ma just tell you: just do not get caught.
0: Mm.
3: All right. Versus saying, bro, you should not be doing this, or et cetera.
2: What are like? What are guy codes? I mean, besides that, like, I'm curious to know because I mean, I think women know a few <laughs> of them, but like, what are what are actual guy codes? And. What is the reason behind them? Is it because you just don't want to look like a bitch-ass nigga? Like, is that what it is? Like, you want to look like you're not supposed to get another man's business?
3: That too. I think it's it's a social construct that was created created by men for men to protect each other. The whole dating game was never created for women to succeed. Hence why men have always been the oppressor, the aggressor, Right. So I, I think that social construct was also developed to ensure that certain things can happen, but if it happens between us, it's okay. For, for a long time in society, men were allowed to do whatever they wanted because women didn't have the financial capabilities that they do now. So it was accepted because I needed my husband to sign for a car. I needed my husband to go to the doctor's office but nowadays, that has changed, so the field is more level now. And I would say that there, us men, us, some of us, like we do a very great job of holding each other accountable now. Conversations around me are changing. If I'm somewhere, the toxic convos is not taking place. I will label it. I'll call it out. I don't care how you feel about it, but we're going to address it in a loving manner. So the tide, to some degree, is changing.
2: Do you think that that's because of the people like the company that you keep or is that just an everyday conversation with like men that you meet out and about?
3: I think the tag therapist nowadays earns me a certain respect and allows me to be comfortable to challenge certain things that are being stated like in the locker rooms. Now you can't do that. Now you can't say that. I walk into a barbershop. Oh, man, the therapist is here. Yo, I need help, right? Wherever we go now, there's more men seeking assistance because, for one, they know that, oh, I can actually do better. And since there's more black male therapists, they can understand me and they can see me for who I really am. So the biggest issue to black men going to therapy is the lack of therapists available. There's only 4% of therapists that are black, only 1% that are black male. Right, so we cannot meet the demand as of yet.
2: Mm. Do you think that that's because, well, I mean, I guess just this the taboo around therapy in general. So, like, most black men are not going to go into that field. Like, there's like, why would I go into a field that I don't even, I don't even want to participate in?
3: I agree one hundred percent.
2: Because, like, I've had a lot of, I've had different men approach me or ask me, like, do you know a black therapist? And I, I, I know black female therapists. Even those are hard, hard to come by as well. But a black male therapist, like I think I found one and he was really old. <laughs> like I, I, it was really, I hadn't, I had no real resources to yeah. give.
3: And also like it has been said that the therapeutic field don't pay. So a lot of men that, that are grow, that are growing up and hearing that, Based on societal conditioning, a man is supposed to be the earner. So, why would I enter a field where I'm told we don't make money, right? We're making fifty k a year, or etc. I'm here to tell you that's not true.
2: I was gonna say because therapy
3: that be is caking. not true.
1: First of all, okay. i read my numbers, and my therapist asked, <laughs> "Your therapist be caking?" I know per hour. I mean, yeah,
3: it's changing now, and that might be due to the demand of therapy. And the representation of it uh, as well And also like therapy is needed
1: I feel like men don't go to therapy because they just have like bigger egos and they generally think that they can solve their own problems or that they have none and they're like just like a little bit less likely to be like, I'm gonna do the shadow work and go back to my childhood. It's not like number first on their list. How do you even deal with that? Like the just the belief that they don't need it. Like I don't need that shit, I'm good.
2: Yeah, very curious about that.
3: <laughs> I get that all the time.
2: Very curious about that.
3: The wife calls me, Hey, we need couples therapy, but he doesn't want to show up. What do I do? Get him in for the first session. Then as the therapist, it is my job to engage everybody that's in front of me. By session five, 90% of males are crying in session. That's a fact. It's the first time they they get a space where they could really express themselves, how they really feel. Also, gain the language, the vocabulary to say, I'm feeling blank. That's where most men get stuck. I feel blank. Um, Now you bring out the feeling chart hey, brother, how do you re- you really feel? And they're seeing their feelings in word for the first time ever because men are comfortable with three emotions, anger, sadness, and happiness. Women have millions of emotions. That's why a man will only listen for 2.5 seconds before moving to problem-solving because if you're complaining about something, an emotion that I'm uncomfortable with, my mind directly goes, okay, how can I solve this as quickly as possible so I don't have to sit and that discomfort that I'm experiencing now. Mm. So by session five, we're having the uncomfortable conversations that most couples tend to avoid. The man is voicing how he really feels. And I'm also coach, coaching the partner on how to properly respond to a man respond to a man expressing themselves. Mm. That's yeah. the missing piece.
2: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I know that I, I fail at that all the time. I've, I've, been single for five years i have mostly dealt with women and the way that we communicate so mm-hmm. then having a man enter my space and having to communicate with him in another way it feels like pulling teeth <laughs> and i was having this conversation with um my trainer That sounds so hollywood my trainer <laughs> shout out to six pack city <laughs> <laughs> i love that man um, and he, he's kind of like a, he's not a therapist, but he would be coaching he both of his, most of his clients are women and he's super intelligent and coaching us. And I was telling him about a situation I was having with my partner and he was saying, you know, a lot of times women fuck up because they don't realize that how they can disarm men. They can disarm you. You can disarm us with your sensuality and your sexuality, but you always go to aggression. You always go to, you're not doing this, 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 and this. And instead it's like, if you Basically prop your man up, make them feel like a king, tell them all the things they're doing right more consistently than that they're doing wrong, that when they actually do something wrong, you really don't have to do much to make them understand. Yes. It's really a matter of just saying like, that really disappointed me. Yeah. It's and that would be like crushing for them because you've done so much to make them feel like on this, I guess, essentially on this pedestal. Whereas women, a lot of times were like, you didn't do this. You didn't take out the trash. You didn't do this. And they're like, well, shit, I'm already not doing all this shit anyway. I might as well just keep doing what I'm not doing. Yeah.
3: A lot of men feel invisible in their relationships. It's like they're not seen. What they do is not being recognized nor celebrated. And you said a key term, God.
1: I was just telling you to, break, to pull back a little bit. Sorry.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there's a ratio of five to one. For every negative thing you say or do in a relationship, you need five positive things just to counter that one thing, mm. right? So, our brain's job is to remember what hurt us so it can protect us. In a relationship, our brain does a very good job of noticing everything that our partner do wrong. Keeping the score. Exactly. So, now we need to retrain ourselves to also focus on what are the positive things that they're actually doing and Labeling that more on a five to one ratio at all times. So think of your relationship as an emotional bank account. Are you making deposits or are you making withdrawals? The more deposits you have, when it's time to have a conflict, it's not, it's not going to be that bad because you have a, a long leeway due to the deposits. But if the bank account is overdrawn, any small fight feels like a big deal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cheat code.
0: Mm.
1: I yeah, I think also I like even for me, it's hard for me to do to use words of affirmation because I didn't receive that a lot as a child. So it's like it's it's like I can think kind things makes <laughs> <It's like laughs> me sound like a bitch, but it's hard for me to constantly affirm because I'm not used to that type of communication. And yes, I like hearing it and receiving it and it feels good. But sometimes it's hard for me to be like to have a vocabulary even for that. Like you. are so I love you. That's like I, I love you. That's like you don't know that I love you. Instead of like you're so smart, or you're like doing this, so you do really good at this, or like even with my child, I realize like I'm just assuming that she knows that she's great, but it, I've had to really work on using my language and using my words to affirm and make people feel good because it's just it hasn't it's not my necessarily in my nature because I haven't no. been I haven't been raised that way, so it's like. Communication is a big fucking deal, and I know, like, even for me, it's difficult. So for men, I can only imagine how difficult it is. Yeah, I agree. I know that you primarily have um, couple, like, marriage and couple clients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you, and they're pr- primarily black couples. Yes. What do you? What would you say are like your top two <laughs> issues that you get? Like, what are the when people come to you? What are the top two or three things that are usually the prime? issues at hand in in relationships. Are you ready
3: for this? Yeah. So my specialty is infidelity recovery. Mm. And the second most issue that nowadays that most couples are coming to me with is porn addiction after transitioning from being a parent, from being a couple to a parent.
1: Wait, okay, so... So the first one is and infidelity. fidelity infidelity. recovery.
3: He or she cheated, and they want to make their relationship work. Are
1: the men or the women primarily cheating more?
3: I get both. It's even. It's
1: even. Okay. Yes. And then the second one is porn, porn addiction, addiction after post baby. Yes. It's so the, they were so they were
2: addicted to porn before the no. baby. Or no, they become they, addicted. They, they oh, developed. because the woman isn't giving them any pussy.
1: Correct. They
2: develop a porn addiction, and then now the
1: the wife is upset.
3: Yes, because they're not performing well in bed, right? They're not seeking intimacy at all, right? Why go and try to get laid when I could just Jackal go over the there bathroom. for five minutes, have millions of choices, and get that done with?
2: Yeah, I, men
1: and women are different
2: in that and way. And also the woman's body has changed, and her needs have changed, and her ac- the access he has to her has changed. Correct. So there's all these things. She's
3: tired, the, the kids are, you're not sleeping well, and... You're irritable your hormones are
1: off yeah you're expecting more from your partner and he doesn't really know maybe how to provide that yes
3: or he don't want to burden you by asking you for intimacy when you just had a long day like it's unfair for him to come be like hey so let's have sex now when you finally get the chance to sleep
1: i remember that like this one particular moment after i gave birth Probably like six, eight weeks after I gave birth and I was like holding the baby and I was like on edge and my baby daddy asked me for like some head and I was like, how dare you? I literally wanted to shoot him. I, I never felt so violent against someone in my life. Yeah,
2: yeah I remembered like trying to just—he would come home late and like come and like try to cuddle me, and I would just try to act like I was like, if I don't make one move, <laughs> if I just don't even breathe, no. <laughs> he'll know. Like no, no, and he'll get the picture. And I was, like, mm.
3: and that feeling can last up to three
0: years. It did.
2: It did. I did. Yeah. I was like unhorny when I was pregnant. I was unhorny during pregnancy. Yeah, or no, after. No, after a pregnancy. And th- th- I mean, uh, granted, there was a multiple things happening. Obviously, it was a new mother and there were things happening in our relationship. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I was concerned for my own self, though. Yeah. I was like, what's wrong with me? Like I, because I would look at him and I'd be attracted to him, but I have no desire.
3: Did you breastfeed? Mm hmm. So but not for very I long, read, so, not very
2: long, yeah. only three months. Well, th- that was a, that was my thing. I, I breastfed for a long
1: time. But in that moment when he asked me for something, I literally had, I already felt like my body was not mine. I felt like I had just gone through this crazy process and that now, and I just, I did, I felt like a cow. I was like, not like physically, but just like I was a giving, a giving mm-hmm. tree, like yeah. a giving well. And like him asking me for something else, I literally had this like doom moment of like, my whole existence now
3: is, is to, to give me someone. to other people. Correct, and and that's when infidelity tend tend to start. And that's like the worst time yep. of all time to
1: ever cheat. Like yep. cheating on a bitch who just had a baby is like I'm pretty sure there's domestic violence that it, uh, like that's that happened significantly. Both, both of those because of up. that.
3: Yeah, because they're not having sex. He feels like his needs is not being met. Um, she feels like I, as a mom, she's doing everything. And on his side, he feels like he's doing everything else. But no one is giving each other any recognition, any grace, and any positive affirmation. right? And what most men need to realize is that in order to continue that intimacy, you have to be able to help her move away from being a mom. If the child is around, she's in mom mode. She's not your woman.
2: Remove the, ch- remove the kid.
1: But, but you know what I find, too, which this has been, like, super appalling for me. Like, I mean, I'm sure everybody has this. Like, when, we're, when you're around people and they say things and you're like, wow, this is really how people think. But, um, you know, we went on this terrible fucking show one time. And <laughs> the men, I'll never forget. Like, we mentioned that we wanted to be happy. <laughs> we were like, well, we, we became single moms because we weren't happy. And they, like, they they
2: were like, you're not supposed to be. And basically, you're supposed to suck it up. You made the choice. Suck They're, it up. Like,
1: as a mother, our role is to be selfless and to sacrifice. And like you're not going to be happy all the time. And obviously, this is life. like Happiness is not going to be all the time. But basically, like live in it, sit in it, and like be happy. The, word, the term that was used was like, were you getting beat? And like I remember that if you're not being beat and you're being taken care of and like your basic needs are met like food and water (laughs) like and you've chosen to be a mother, then that's all you are like deserving. And I couldn't. I, I was trying to articulate like how crazy this statement was, and they were literally looking at me like I was the dumbest bitch alive. And it dawned on me like a lot of men feel this way, mm-hmm. and even in comments like this is a terrible reflection, but an accurate reflection of the world. All the comments on the shade room and other big like black outlets when they are talking about single mothers. Even we had a we had a Rolling Stone article come out recently.
3: Congrats on that, by the way.
1: Um, on Rolling Stone, and the title of the the article is like I don't know, like black, like making like
2: bringing black motherhood to the mainstream,
1: bringing black motherhood to the mainstream. In the opening couple, opening sentence is something about celebrating single motherhood instead of it being this you know dire hardship to you know place the where it's been you know significantly in media. If you're a black single mom, you're fucking struggling, you're on welfare, you're in a Taylor Perry movie getting beat, but like. Um, fuck I'm high what I was gonna say Um, oh so I I, Orlando showed me the tweets (laughs) and some of the tweets were like this is the reason like this is the problem with the black family like women don't feel like they need the men women are celebrating single motherhood that's the problem with the dynamic and it was just like
2: it's so crazy how Cause you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right, basically is what it
1: is. Right, like he, women are really, are really, um, we're we're really programmed to feel like we have to f- figure it out. We have to make the relationship work. We have to like, and if you have a baby and then you have a, you know, you and it doesn't work, it's on you. You fucked it up. And I just like. There's no accountability on both sides. And I, I, my question for you is, do, would you recommend people or couples that are thinking about having kids, just like premarital therapy, have pre, pre, like, prenatal therapy <laughs> too?
3: Well, like you can prepare for a child, but let's be honest. Un- until you're out there with them, you really There's don't no. know. There's I have no way to two know. two under two highly ghetto do not recommend (laughs) do not recommend do not do do not do it to yourself really and everybody's asking me are you going to have a third i'm like hell no i finally got my wife back
1: Mm. oh they're both like how old are your kids
3: um 2.5 and the other one just just turned one like last week
1: okay damn
3: i finally is getting my wife back we're finally going on a lustication next week what is a a lustication lustication
1: you're just going to do lusty shit just on vacation. lusty
3: shit 24-7. Fashion Nova cart looking <laughs> crazy right now. <laughs> 10 Not years no in the game. <laughs> 10 years in the game. You got to find ways to, to keep it funky and to keep it sexy. Mm-hmm. But again, what you said is very min- meaningful. Because most men tend to benefit from being in a relationship compared to women. Um, if a man is in a healthy, long-lasting relationship, his lifespan increase for up to six years. Um, he's less likely to have a mental health issue, a physical health issue. Without right? a partner? With a partner. With a partner. Right. He's,
1: well, he's more likely to not have those yeah,
3: issues. Yeah, he's less okay. likely to have that because you guys, hey, go to the doctor. Hey, you got to eat because better. Because women
2: are nurturing
3: Correct. We're Men. To take care of Correct.
2: Yeah.
3: We tend to do better financially, right? Because we're not out there going on days, going on days, <laughs> buying unnecessary
2: I, things. I, I, I can't wait for you to tell me what the, what happens to women. Do we die faster? Are oh, dying fast. This is a good
3: fucking question. <laughs> I don't have the data on we that. Know, oh, of course you <laughs> don't. Oh, I don't, have you don't have that yeah. data. Oh, but, yeah. But the, <laughs> the, the, the reason why most men tend to not favor women that are taking ownership of their lives and choosing not to be in unhealthy relationships is because it does not benefit them. They want you to continue to play that role. You should just be lucky to be with me. You should want to be with me no matter what's happening because we have a child together. Even though I'm not meeting your needs and I'm not showing up properly. It's called emotional intelligence. That's the number one red flag in all of dating. So the people that you're talking about, if they can even (laughs) grab that concept, why even have a conversation with them? You're wasting your time.
1: It's
2: literally like speaking to someone who doesn't speak the same language as you. It was a waste of time, which is why if you watch that episode, I literally... Stop talking. I was really
1: trying. Mila was
2: going. I was like, "Bitch, you know what? You better, you better go for it, girl."
1: You know, and and and, and no brains were sparked because they weren't smart enough. But well, their wives was and she, I looked at her after. Like, I'm embarrassed oh. that <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. Um, <clears throat> that your husband is participating in this in this way, and she looked sad.
3: <laughs> also, with with infidelity, right? When the men cheat, most women tend to try to make it work.
2: Wait, most women try to make it work? Yes,
3: because yeah. society has taught women that you should fight for your relationship. Mm-hmm. And if the relationship does not work, you're a single mom, you're taking care of the child primarily, mm-hmm. right? Um, financially, you're more responsible for that child as well for the daily cost, right? So technically speaking, a woman loses a lot of privileges by being a single mom. For the men, if the woman cheats, they want out. Men are taught to replace whoever caused them the injury, not work through it. So you'll see a lot of men that will basically walk away from a relationship if the woman, to some degree, committed an infidelity, right because how dare you do that to me it's my ego t- talking now i cannot work through this because somebody has had access to you so it's very interesting to see how society has conditioned both men and women to deal with the similar experience
2: so i i believe that p- people can work through infidelity i, be- I mean i and you obviously know more this more about this than i do i do believe that though like when trust is broken it is so Difficult yes. to get it back I know for me in my relationship With my child's um, father You know when he cheated I consciously Made the choice I said okay I'm choosing To stay here and I'm making The conscious choice to stay here And I'm not going to bring up the past Like I've, I'm not going to do that
3: It's impossible to do
2: I did it but not Right so I so I didn't bring up the past Verbally <laughs> I didn't bring up the past verbally. It came out through other ways, mm-hmm. and that's what I realized is that like I'm still holding you to this, yeah. um, and you know, I, I like how do you I guess with your with your clients like wh- where trust has been like dr- drastically broken like what is like the foundation that has to happen or like the steps that have to happen to kind of get that back? Because I feel like so many people experience this and so many people have walked away from relationships that were probably really good for them just based on, you know, an infidelity, they've decided to kind of uproot their entire life and Mm -hmm. say, fuck this when it really could have probably been worked through. Um, So what are the kind of like beginning steps to getting trust back on either side? So, and is it different for men and women?
3: it's the same concept, okay. right? And also, like, infidelity can breed a healthier, stronger relationship. How? Because it forces you to have the conversations honest. that we were avoiding, mm. which led to the infidelity. In the first place. Right? But the first step is you've you got to be honest about everything, right? I get to sit there and ask you all the questions that I mm. want to ask because I have a narrative in my mind of what took place, and I need to make sense of it. And you have to be completely honest about every single thing that I'm asking you. So now everything is on the table, and then I can decide on whether or not I want to try or exit. The second thing that most men have the most issue with is realizing how much time it's going to take to build back that trust after they committed an infidelity. They're like, oh, it's a year, and you're still bringing that up. No, she's going to experience those PTSD symptoms for up to five years, right? And you got to input the proper boundaries. I want access to your phone. I want your location at all times. I want to be able to show up to your job at any time. So this is healthy. Yes. <laughs> you committed a crime. Now you, got to, you have to do the time. That's how I can learn to trust you again. I need evidence that I can trust you. So, I'm going to look at different things to see whether or not my desire to trust you can be honored. I need you to switch out that car because you had that bitch in that car. I'm not driving in that car. I, right I agree.
1: Like, my PTSD is so fucking high. Like, yeah. I can have a fight. I can, get, I can remember some shit. No, I'm okay. I can remember some shit in my head and get mad all over again, and then I'm like, I know it's not healthy. I Takes know. five years. I'm like, I can hold on to some shit, and I'm like, and I realize for me, it's a, it's been a, um, a defense mechanism. If I can relate to something that you've done to me that made me not trust you, then when you do something that makes me uncomfortable, I'm like, you know what? I, I want to. It makes me want to rid myself of you. Mm-hmm. It gives me an excuse to be like, I'm good. Like in my past, in other relationships that I didn't think were going to be long, like forever, I can build up the tallies. So then I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done with you. But in this relationship with Orlando, when I know we're not leaving each other, it's really had to, it's really made me have to pull some shit out because fuck, like I am irritated with you. You did fuck. You did do some shit that I didn't trust and I didn't fuck with, but we're, I'm not leaving you. I don't want to leave you. And now it's making me deal with that more. Like, A, why can't I let shit go? B, if I really love and forgive someone, like, the forgiveness is hard for me. And it's like, I'm realizing, like, it's deeper than that. You know, like, it's easier for me if I feel like you could, like, it's, just, it's easier for me to, be like, rid myself of people than to work on stuff. Yeah. And so being in a relationship that I know I'm going to, I have to work through stuff in, like, the bigger scheme of forever... Has been really challenging, but also really healing because it's like, bitch, why are you so insecure right there? Do you believe he doesn't love you? Do you believe you can't trust him? Like, what are those things? And why is it easier for you to dispose of someone that you love rather than work through it? And it's because I've never seen that. I've never seen, like, I've seen craziness, I've seen chaos, I've seen, like, my mom not forgive for probably a lot of fucked up things that were done in her, you know, to her and her relationship, but just like changing the dynamic of how you, like, want to respond to things innately is very difficult.
3: Anxious attachment, and he's a secure attachment. So when you're having these anxious thoughts, and when you want to run away, and when you're feeling uncomfortable, he can do a very good job of reminding you, hey, I ain't going nowhere. Yo, this is forever. Okay, you tripping right now. It's okay. Let's sit. Let's chill. Let's pick that back, back up at a later time. So we have to be very mindful of, Exactly how we are wired for Relationships and who's the best Partner to help us get Into a secure attachment You're not really healed well you're Never healed you're always healing right But the final step is a relationship Because that person is a mirror Of you can you find A way to make that relationship work like Did your relationship fail or did You fail to make your relationship work (coughs) And that's When the work really begins
2: did your relationship fail, or did you fail to make your relationship work? Correct. <coughs> I think you have to be
1: careful with that too, especially saying that to women, because like we talked about before, it's it seems like it's constantly always our responsibility to make it work. And I see a lot of times with like friends and even with myself, where you overextend when a person's not emotionally mature or intelligent, and you're trying and you're trying and you're trying, you're trying to do magic and witchcraft and prayer <laughs> and anything in your fucking power to make this person understand you. But like, even back to what we were talking about, about women, the benefit of men and women's lives, Mm -hmm. we, the inconclusive, um, fucking the inconclusive, uh, proof that we benefit from it. But it's like, even in my relationship now, like I, when I'm single, I feel comfortable, you know what I mean? Like, unless I get lonely one night, but like mostly like. I get to move this way. I get to do this. Like for a long time, I always said like a man has to come to me and be super clear. Like, I want you. We want to I want to do this or else I'm not going to be the one to initiate it. Like, I don't feel like that's a woman's responsibility to be like, I want to be like, obviously you can have needs and wants like I want to be married. But I'm not going to go. I don't feel like it's my responsibility to choose the man. I think he's supposed to choose me. And thankfully, I found a man who chose me like out loud or else I would have been single and mingling for the rest of my life.
3: I actually think that's the biggest mistake that most women make. They allow men to be the chooser, meaning I'm choosing you so you get to be with me versus the woman having a say into who they end up with. And he did choose you, but you also chose him. right? So it was vice versa. But in the dating world, right, men tend to be the one that are multi-dating. They tend to be the one that decide when we're exclusive or whether or not we're in a relationship. What the ch- the shift that needs to take place is that women need to stop waiting to be chosen and start being the chooser themselves. That's why most dating <laughs> books, right are, are written for men. Hey, here's how you pick up women. Here's how you do this. The game was never given to women. So it's now that's changing because we have apps where women are the one initiating and the, the, the one that, that are starting the interactions. That's empowering women to decide exactly to play a pivotal part into who they are actually dating. And for the record, women always make the first move.
2: I'm women, yes. I do always make the first move, yeah. pretty much. I feel like I do the choosing a lot, but I don't know like, if my choosing is always great. <laughs> it doesn't mean that the choosing is great. you know. Just because you become a chooser doesn't mean that your choosing is always wonderful. Although, I mean... Listen, I don't regret any of any relationship I've ever had. I feel like it's led me to where I'm at in this moment. It'll continue to do that, but I feel like it does have to be an equal. It has to be you. Do, he has to be doing the choosing. You have to be doing the choosing. Correct. Or else there's just an imbalance in a relationship. And granted, there will inevitably be imbalances in relationships. But I feel like that that foundational part, like, has to be equal, at least for me, in order to feel like safe in ways and that's where i feel like i've struggled to find that or have like clear understanding if did i do the choosing i mean i did kiss you first (laughs) but then you told me this and then i said oh my god like he he chose like he's i'm special like this bitches are basic but like also we just it's not even basic it's like we have this innate need as humans to feel connected or wanted wanted Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that leans heavier with women in ways because i feel like the man is a little bit more like impulse driven ego driven you know But but
1: women want to be chosen though and we'll go great lengths to be chosen even if then we get chosen we're like i don't even really want you yeah you know what i mean and it's like it's this weird it's this weird thing i don't know why we do that
3: for a number of reasons we also have to think back to how things started how the culture was how society was right these mindsets have been passed down from years to years, right? So now, like, the desire to be chosen speaks to the security of having a husband, having a home. But all of that is changing. It's 2022, 2023. Women are making way more mon- money than men. Podcasters are killing the game right now. So you get to have a bigger say into what your relationship looks like and who you are with and you have the freedom to exit when, whenever you feel you're not getting what you want because most women are not holding men accountable. Are you who you say you are? Are you going to do what you say you're going to do? What is your emotional intelligence level? What's your communication skills? Have you gone to therapy? Oh, no, and you want to get married? Nah, take your black ass there.
1: And shit, a lot of men like I think women also are choosing men that are not necessarily saying they're ready for marriage or ready for relationships. Like that's step one. Like, are you even ready for? Is that what you want? Because that's a whole choice in itself. I I do want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship with you, and my goal is that we'll we'll be married. You know what I mean? Bitches be chasing. I mean, people be chasing people. But like, <laughs> I think the the need to be married and to be are, like, the value being related to your relationship status weighs much heavier, and for women, it's much more important. I know so many women who, like, that's, like, women, we obsess, you know, and it's just, like, sometimes you're chasing men that are not even, do they even want that? Are they ready for that? And it's, like, he could be a great guy, but this is not the time. He's not even thinking of that because there's 12 bitches on his line or whatever. So it has to really, you have to find a partner, I think, also that really is, Clear that that's what they want
3: too. And most couples need to start talking about monogamy. Are we actually monogamous or are we pursuing monogamy? Because a number of us are saying we're monogamous, but in reality, we're pursuing monogamy. We're trying to be monogamous. We're actually not monogamous. So, what are we? Does does that make sense? In in my mind, it does. What is
2: the other thing though? Like, is it they're open? Are they like, what are they like, non monogamous?
3: So to, to me, I think that a lot of couples want to be in a monogamous relationship. But when, when I'm saying pursuing monogamy is that eventually there's, there's, there's going to be times when there's a lack of intimacy, when there's um, other people that, that you're interested in, or when you make a mistake because you're not really monogamous, you're pursuing mon- monogamy. It's to define exactly what does monogamy mean to you. Right? Does that mean it's just you and I forever? If that's the case, are, you, are we able to say no to each other? Because if we're monogamous and we're in, in a relationship, I'm seeking intimacy from you and you're saying no, then what? What am I supposed to do? Because I have no other option. right? Or the conversation that I've been having a lot lately is women telling me I'm monogamous, meaning that we are pursuing monogamy but if one of us mess up, as long as it's not no woman is, com- is coming to me as a woman or no man is DMing me, it's okay. Just take care of home and whatever else you do outside of home is done respectfully. Mm-hmm. So is monogamy working or is monogamy failing?
1: Are you saying be realistic with your expectations? 100%. You're saying it, the, real, the reality that I'm going to meet somebody and we're going to be- be monogamous in the entire our entire rest of our lifetimes can maybe that may be slim to none. The truth is there may be times you may not want to feel intimate. There'll be changes in our relationships, but a let's talk about this respect me. Let's be honest with each other and then let's go from there. And maybe it looks different at different parts of time because we're going to evolve and things are going to change, Correct. but let's be realistic about our expectations. If you step out or if I step out and it's solely just get these other things I'm not getting right now, am I going to leave you? no, I mean, Let's agree to that. Yeah. Like, we have a... And I, I do. I think people don't look at marriage enough in this light. It's like... Well,
2: that's... It, it's because it's, it's it's very drawn to religion and these other... It's There's so many other factors involved into why people can't accept that.
1: But it's like, think about it. Think about it. Like, if I... we're, we're Me and you, we're going to be together forever. We're married, bitch. Sorry. Got it. You know, we're never getting divorced. It's not in our vocabulary. <laughs> and, like... We have to expect that we're going to disagree at times. We're going to get annoyed with each other. We're going to get, like, she's going to find some other friends sometimes. Maybe she's going to go on vacation with somebody else. I can't dump her. You know what I mean? Like, it's. The
2: and flow of relationships. Yeah. Like, and just. Friendships or lovers. But especially with lovers because you're
1: living with someone. And in the, like, bigger scheme of forever, you have to, like, if you really want to be married, like, okay, this is, like, let's be real. Obviously, I'm not trying to hurt you and vice versa. But, like, let's just be open to knowing that this is going to require work and neither of us are going to be perfect. And maybe, like, no, I'm not going to sign up to go fuck somebody else. But, like, if I'm on vacation and you're never going to fucking think, know about it or hear about it ever in life, are you going to fucking divorce me because I did it? No. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, like, be a sneaky bitch. But I'm just, like, there's a difference between being a sneaky bitch. Life happens. Yeah. Like, and it's just, like, you can't leave you can't leave people and that's the thing I think with women and like with women and I've learned this and just having trial and error and, not, and in all the relationships I've ever been in if we don't feel safe I don't feel safe that I can fuck up like women don't get the grace to fuck up or sleep with somebody. Now you're a slut. Now you're contaminated. Now you've let someone enter you. And it's like, the truth is, it's like, bitches love to fuck sometimes too. And it's sometimes, (laughs) and I can do it sometimes not attached to emotion, but the thought that someone could like that, I, that someone will leave me. I've never really felt safe that someone will not leave, leave me if I fuck up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because but, if I, but knowing that I'm the vice versa. I I'm, would. I would, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I just, I think it's this like men have to make women feel safe.
3: Can you think of one person that you know who has been faithful for over 10 years? Yes. Who? Don't say your parents.
2: Not that. my parents. Okay. I mean, I mean I will, wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't know what they do. Okay. okay? <laughs> I don't get in their business.
3: Who do you know? That has been faithful in a relationship for 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 over ten years.
2: My girl, my one of my friends, one of my closest friends.
3: He's a male or a female?
2: Female.
3: Okay. Do you know any male that has been faithful for over over ten years?
1: Can you call on the show if you're a man? I'm trying to think <laughs> if I know
2: anybody that's been together for ten years. I'm trying to think like I don't know what her partner's done, you know, but.
3: Uh... No. It's slam to none, right? No, I don't. Hence why we need to start having these conversations. The are, ab- you, so- are
2: you and your wife in open relationship? No, we're monogamous. You're monogamous or non monogamous? Monogamous. Monogamous, yes. got it. Okay.
3: We're in the pursuit of monogamy. In the pursuit to of monogamy. the best of and our I'm abilities. Different. Currently, we're doing a great so job. So
2: basically, you're monogamous, in, but on the pursuit of monogamous, meaning like. Yeah, I get what you mean by that. That's the goal. You're always trying for that.
1: Yes.
3: Like it's a daily decision to choose to be I don't know what you are,
2: but we're PM.
3: Right. Like the (laughs) the uh, pursuit of monogamy. The amount of calls I get, the amount of emails I get about infidelity, at some point I was I had to ask myself.
2: Like, it can really we be monogamous right, well, right, well, it's right, just right. kind of really is a testament to like our like genetic makeup of human design and what we are supposed to do instinctually and how we resist it you in said ways. it but this, not but me this is, where, this is where like biology
1: comes. you
3: said it not me
2: how we resist I, it in all ways well I was thinking that like
1: are men and women just fucking different and you know I don't want to say that you guys you know I don't want to say it <laughs>
3: You have a female audience. Women are just different. Why <laughs> you don't ain't gonna you like say that?
1: Because I mean, we are different, but like in the sense of like you we're know, supposed to be. We are different, but you know, men always use it against you. Like I'm supposed to be fucking, not you. You know that type. Well, of Well, that's thing. dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> and, but like, but in ways, like,
2: I don't know. Like, I think I have we a are solution. different, and that's we have to be. Yeah. We have to be. Why would we? Why would we want to be the same? No, we can't. That'd be so boring. <laughs> and also, we would never. There'd be no children. I so- but, but you have a fucking dick And I do not oh, That uh, right there is the biggest difference right? That's like, true. That automatically You are genetically pre-designed To have different impulses than I have Period You know, <laughs>
3: This, might this
2: episode might be the power of
1: relationships
3: <laughs> <laughs> The so power of genetics <laughs> I, I, I do have a solution mm. We need to move away From the term relationships Because that comes with a set of roles A set of expectations That society has fed us Instead, we need to move toward partnerships because partnerships are negotiated, right? And it has a time frame. So when one thing shifts, we can renegotiate.
1: Our terms. Mm-hmm. Correct.
3: So therefore, it's two people agreeing. Co-exist. on a, Exactly. Versus we have disagreement of relationships, but there's a bunch of things happening that I never agreed to. Mm-hmm. And that's where the betrayal comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where the trauma comes in. Mm-hmm. But if it's a partnership, Right? We sit down, we, we agree, for the next three months, this is what our partnership is going to look like. The next two years, the next three years. Whatever the case is, and when something shift that, like children, new jobs, new location, long distance, age, medical issues, whatever it is, we get a chance to restructure that partnership.
2: Yeah, I was having this conversation with my partner, and I was telling him that I, like, I want us to be such good friends that, like, betrayals don't feel like betrayals. You know what I mean? Like, there's a level of, like, friendship of, like, I I love you whether or not this, like, this happened or that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and... I think the foundation of even being able to even like start that feeling is friendship. You have to have that with, like, you have to be my friend. I think a lot of people don't even like their partners. They just want their love. They don't give a fuck if they're their friends. They don't (laughs) actually want to be their friend at all. They're like, just show me that you love me.
3: Show up for me. Be there for me. That's what COVID did. And it's like, do you even like me?
2: (laughs) Like, do you, do we even have the same interests at all? Like, do you even know anything about me, actually? Like, why do you, why do you actually like me? Yeah.
3: Friendship tends to be the first thing that goes in long-term relationships. Well, and
2: I think that's where people get confused. It's just because you've been together for a long time does not mean mean that you're friends. And they're like, well, I've known him for like 10 years. You know we are? No, nigga, you're not.
3: That don't mean shit.
2: Because if there was another him walking around the street, you wouldn't be like, no, it wouldn't be your shit. And but, you know, it takes a level of like, I don't know, therapy to kind of really be able to realize that in relationships. Like, what is your um, how many people would you say, like, get divorced, like go that go to therapy? Like, do you think it's higher chance that people stay together going to therapy or that they kind of like therapize themselves into understanding? understanding?
3: Um, So I do think that more people get divorced that don't go to therapy. And the number is 100,000 couples in America alone, get divorced with no therapeutic intervention. And couples tend to wait six years too late before going to therapy. They're playing defense, not offense. Mm-hmm. They wait until infidelity happens, mm-hmm. until porn addiction happens, until lack of intimacy happens prior to going and getting the tools.
2: Oh, I think that's too. Like, you look at it as something fun. Like, you get to go and, like this thing with your partner you know (laughs) and get to know each other and like really like break down your relationship and like when because that's what i think of when you say offense like instead of you know going obviously going to therapy when there's something wrong what if you went to therapy just to like hang out with your partner and have like another person like kind of just Mm -hmm. really break down and make you really get thoughtful about you know why this why you love each other yeah like yeah
1: I do believe I think like therapy while dating is healthy. I think therapy before marriage is super necessary and I intend should on doing be required. That. Required. I mean you know in the church they require I mean, it. We
2: I just know just with me and Mila, like talking is deeply therapeutic. Deeply therapeutic, you yeah. know? We've we've grown exponentially simply
1: because we started a podcast. We've been we've become much more self aware humans mm-hmm. simply because we decided to start a weekly podcast. I feel like more comfortable talking about my feelings here more than anywhere, because it's just this safe space we've created. And like I, and it's made me want to explore other realms of therapy and then realize that like therapy is usually the most, is the most basic tools It's literally our words, Mm -hmm. our communication, like even just our retreat, like thinking about the like even in our workshop, thinking about how it was developed, just like this worked for me because I went to Mexico once on a whim and then took some acid and I, like unleashed some shit I didn't know was there. And I screamed for eight minutes and then I felt a release that I've never felt in my life. You know what I mean? It's like. The most basic things like screaming, release of sound, with even without words, you guys, oh, heavy gut-belly fucking laughing, you know what I mean? Crying, laughing, like doing cartwheels. Like there are some very basic shit that like there's some very basic. It's basically, what
2: children do. It basically. is. It's literally what kids do. It's they like s- scream when they want. They do fucking cartwheels. Saying what? Saying, saying however want. you feel. I don't like it.
3: <laughs> I'm not eating. I don't that. want it. No. Don't touch me, daddy. (laughs) I'm not worried. Why are you crying?
1: Uh, I don't want mommy. You you did this thing. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, it's true. And and I just like. Yeah, like, all the therapy, all the time. And I'm, I'm so happy that we're on this journey together and we get to talk to people like you, Mac, and have people like you in the community because it just makes me really think. Now, like, when we have other babies, maybe, in the future, like, you know, we could think, hey, let's go to therapy before we have this baby. Hey, like, I'm going to go on a fucking... Three months sabbatical after I have a baby because I gotta find myself. You know what I mean? Like maybe you guys can fly out twice. But, <laughs> but you know, like normalizing things and creating like real situ, like now we know better and that we can like have these tools. It's just, it's, I'm grateful that um, podcasting has made me more in tune with like what's like my wellness and what's gonna make it like make me heal and grow and be in a relationship and like actually be actively aware of the things that I do that are, are toxic and that I can be toxic and why and where that shit comes
2: from. And if you think about it, it really just started with like saying Hi, my name is Erica. Like, just talking. Just one word sprouted into all these different experiences that you've had that have been therapy for you. Like, hours of audio, hours of... But that of- brought you to these other things that, you know, and that's and that's why therapy in itself and talking, I think, is so important. And I think if we both, if we all just did it more often, we would be in a much better place and position.
1: And you would find your people. And, and finding your people and communicating with them is in itself healing but you have to first be honest and then be honest out loud in order to find those people like erica and i found each other because one day we were like hey bitch i'm lonely and sad <laughs> you know like and that that sparked so fucking much the the ability to be honest is just really the medicine that is the therapy like the the communication is literally the therapy you just have to be willing to do it and it seems hard sometimes i understand that the simplest thing can be so difficult but it's deeply healing like you we are given this tool utilize that shit yeah usually it is Ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
2: Anyway,
0: we <laughs> just <laughs>
3: had a moment. I, I we just agree. Had a moment. I
2: agree. I was thinking all these things. I was like, "Wow, she's so beautiful. Yes, she's so right. right. Damn, I need to call my therapist. <laughs> yeah, really fuck, how am I get me and my man in therapy? I need to be on. We need to be on the offense. are we gonna call Mac? Is he? Gonna, is he gonna be like he's too young?
3: <sighs> I get that a lot.
2: I was wondering about. I was, wondering about, how I I was wondering about. Well, he'll ask. Mm. My man doesn't give a fuck. And I'll, I'll and I'll What's tell What's your them date the of birth? Um, he's a Scorpio like me. Uh, but what is that I was going to ask you As a therapist is 30 Like with black men I feel like there's, there's A n- the number of reasons Why they're not going to go And one of them Is for sure going to be Oh that nigga's 30 No I don't,
0: don't what, know Young nigga told me What to you do What teach me what?
3: How long you've been married for Yeah And I've even had men ask me Are you Christian Do you believe in God Like how does that Help the therapeutic process
2: Well I Yeah I mean I think there's levels of like As a therapist I'm sure you have to be super um What's the word uh, Ethical ethical but also um non-biased yeah and like ba- as balanced as you possibly can in ways you know <laughs> So I think there is a level of um, almost like disconnect you have to have the therapist, right? Because I feel like if I was a therapist, like I'd like really feel for all my clients. I'd be so concerned. Be like, we need to, we need to start a GoFundMe for her. She's not okay. <laughs> like we're gonna like try to like save each one. I couldn't do it.
3: <laughs> so that's so you have I, to
2: disconnect in ways too.
3: Yeah, and and that's why there's certain population I would not work with. Mm. Like I have daughters. Mm. I would not work with kids that have been sexually abused. Mm. It's too hard to you. Because I will find whoever that was. And there's. Mm-hmm. there's you know there's, your there's, boundaries within the Yeah, and yeah. There's there certain things that I can't take on. Too much trauma. Like I will lay in my office on the floor with the lights closed for hours. <laughs> and my wife will walk in, like, it was that bad. I'm like, you don't even know.
2: Damn. Yeah. Right?
3: So there, that's why, like, couples I enjoy because they want to be together, they just don't know how to. I know how to, mm. right? So I can use my artistry to deliver the knowledge and the exercise in a way that makes it very practical for you to get the skills so you can eventually move on. I, I see couples for about six months, no more than that.
2: Is your goal as a therapist to let them come to their own conclusion or to heal their relationship?
3: So my my goal my job is to give you the skills that you need to make your relationship work if that's what you want, right? So people come to me because they want to make their relationship work. They can't com- communicate. Their friendship is bad. There's too much fighting. Um, there's not, They're not ha- having sex. They're not ha- having fun. It's just a lot of things that are going wrong. Mm. So I get to come in and fix the puzzle to, to to some degree but also teach you on how to do it yourself, So the puzzle never gets broken again because now you get to decide, do I allow the puzzle to be broken or can I actively fix it? Because you have the skills and knowledge. Mm. That's up to you. Got it. It's fun. I I have stories for days. No session is alike.
2: I used to think I wanted to be a therapist and then in college I I went... I like started the major of psychology, and it was so intense. I was like, "This is too much." <laughs> I love. Psychology. I think I had to get pat. No, there was a lot of reading before you got to the good shit.
3: I love reading.
2: It was a lot of like brain science stuff, and I was like, Ooh, yes. uh-uh, "I'm not nerdy enough for this." Let's Ooh. get to the talk part. <laughs>
3: Since you brought that up, and I am a nerd, I love learning. Right? Let's talk about the role that brain plays into infidelity. Right? The brain. Yes.
1: There's something release? Is it maybe a hormone that. Serotonin sex? No, no, it's the other one. It's the hormone that is like. A Serotonin sex. Dopamine, dopamine. Oh, that's that like one reward. Do- correct. So that, so then it becomes like a, almost like an addiction, not to the, actually, like to the action and not to the intimacy of it.
3: Cor- correct, which is true. But the way that I was going is that our brain requires novelty. So eventually, if you're exposed to the same thing, it no longer have the same impact on you as it once did.
1: Like new pussies always feels better because it's new and it's shiny and you've Co- had this. What the fuck are you over there I'm <laughs> about?
2: You shut the fuck up.
3: So that plays a lateral in <laughs> so infidelity. dick. that too, right? 80-20. <laughs>
2: But it's got to be. I gotta source it. I gotta, gotta pick it out. We gotta get a test for. It. We gotta take a picture. We gotta see first. test
1: run. Then, because then I was just you fucking disappointed. Can't just, I
2: feel like pussy has a higher chance of being good than dick does. It's a ninety nine point nine percent chance. The pussy's it's gonna, gonna be, be fine. Good. Yeah, right. the yeah. dick. It's not. It's well, low chances. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a sizeist. People, are these, <laughs> the sizes are come for us. Like they did that one not time. Seventy seven percent. It is for me.
3: 77 percent of women do not do not orgasm from penetration, right? I know. So why would a woman want to cheat knowing that more than likely she's not going to have an orgasm? A men's orgasm is guaranteed right? in most cases. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's another thing. It's, it's a setup. It's a, it is, guys. <laughs> See, I told you <laughs> guys different. It has to be different. It's, it's a, a fucking setup. setup. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother confirmed it's a setup.
2: Oh, my God. Um...
1: Usually, we ask our guests an affirmation. Did you bring an affirmation for us today, Matt? Can we tell you? Did we warn you about that. I this?
3: did not bring an affirmation. I actually, I do have one. I think, therefore, I am.
2: I think, therefore, I am. Shakespeare. Isn't it, it's did not I, s- I do. I, I
3: might be wrong. I Boom.
2: think before I do. No, you're right. I think. I am. Therefore no, you're right. I am well, I'm I? Jesus Christ. I was like, I therefore I do. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that makes no sense at all.
1: It's <laughs> just the Shakespeare manifesting. Yeah. You mm-hmm. think it, it's
2: true. Yeah. You're already there. Um.
1: Tarot time? Tarot time. Do, 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 I knew I, I was remembering do. something. So today, you pulled a card. What card did you pull, my dear?
3: The magician. The Magician. That sounds fitting. It does. Right. I was like, wow. They're the they're Magician. There's
1: some magic on you. Huh. <laughs> I think therefore I am. It's upright, it's manifestation, resourcefulness, power, inspired action. Um, As a master manifester, the Magician brings the tools, resources, and energy you need to make your dreams come true. Seriously, everything you need right now is at your fingertips. You have the spiritual fire, physical earth, mental air, and emotional water resources to manifest your desires. And when you combine them with the energy of the spiritual and earthly realms, you will become a manifestation powerhouse. Let's go. Mm. The key is to bring these tools together synergistically to that the impact of what you create is greater than the separate parts. This is alchemy at its best. Now is the perfect time to move forward on an idea that you recently conceived. The seed of potential has sprouted, and you are being called to take action and bring your intention to fruition. The skills, knowledge, and capabilities you have gathered along your life path have led you to where you are now. And whether or not you know it, you are ready to turn ideas into reality.
3: That's very fitting. I love that. It's very fitting. All the balance. Yes. I'm ready. Let's go.
2: Let's go. Manifest some shit. Akafest. Maybe you know what we need to add Mac to the this our secret male retreat that we're not curating slash curating called Primal. <laughs> All right, so we have a secret male
1: retreat that we're, we're not secret top secret. We were in
2: a kitchen full of men and we were they were we were talking about therapy and they were like we don't like we need like we want healing but it's not the type of healing y'all bitches do like we need basketball like we did a retreat Ooh. what a male retreat look like and yeah. I was like some wrestling I was like you to like, do some wrestling yeah, like, like some, some ATVs like, do yeah. some like act like chopping just of wood and yes. like yelling at Hunting. people fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hunting. Yeah. Punching.
3: I'm down for that. Okay. <laughs> Let's we got, make we, it got our, we got our
1: fourth member. Yes. Ooh. I told
2: you I was, on the, I was on the Good Vibe
1: retreat call, and the man was in the background. She was like, I know this is for the ladies, and I'm going to come. But I was just wondering, are y'all going to do something for the husbands? Because my husband, he was like, hey, y'all. <laughs> she was like, is Orlando there? I was like, he's here. She, he's like, hi. I'm
2: like, okay, we got the message. Primal. Primal. <laughs> Coming to a retreat near you for the men's. I can't wait to see the visuals for that. It's going to be Orlando like shirtless like, in, <laughs> in, like walking through like the jungle or something. We're going to curate it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Don't worry, guys. It's going to look really... Guys are going to love it. Nice. <laughs>
1: <coughs> well, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you for having me.
3: Thank you. Uh, guys, I love your platforms. My wife is an avid fan. Oh, thank
2: <laughs> you.
1: My right? hi, so, wifey.
3: <laughs> thank you again. I. I knew that you guys were going to get a conversation out of me that i haven 't done before, so that 's why I was very excited because I get to talk about things that I usually don 't get to talk about as much, so I thank you guys for that
2: well that makes me happy i 'm glad i 'm glad that we are able to share space i 'm glad that you've br- you 're bringing therapy to black people, and I have a question. Is there a resource that like where is the re- was there a resource for people that like I, obviously your resource but like is there an actual resource too of all of the black therapists in yes.
3: the U.S. Mm-hmm. dot um, com oh Yeah, okay. Black Girls Therapy Black Men Therapy okay
2: because I feel like a lot of people don't know where to go you mm-hmm. know and obviously like there's only if there's only one percent like <laughs> like you can't therapize everyone <laughs>
3: true that <laughs> tell them that please. <laughs>
2: Um, but where, where can the people find you, Mac?
3: Um, you could find me on Instagram as Talk to Mac underscore therapist. Talk to kid, the number two Mac MAC underscore therapist. you could check out my new podcast with my boy, Manage Mind mm. um, and for everything regarding therapy and my services, you could find me as therapiesforeveryone.org. Gotcha.
1: Mac also has a really cool relationship um, deck card deck that we like to play and ask each other questions that yes. gets you really deep with your partner. So that's Correct. always a fun date night at home too. Mm-hmm. Cool. What's it
3: called? Love Unlocked. It's about the five concepts that most couples tend to argue about. So their questions are curated to help them talk about these things so it doesn't turn into an argument.
2: Mm, got play it.
3: offense, not defense. Also worth two years of therapy. Wow. Get the cards. We out here, man. Hey, I love that. Two years of (laughs) baby. Smart man. Smart man. Make it a game.
1: (laughs) Here, babe, we're not even going. Look. Now I'm going to Zoom him. We're going to play that game again. (laughs) Um, You guys know where to find us. Um, Please, if you haven't, if you've been thinking about it, join us in Costa Rica, bitch. It's about to be really cold next year and you're going to wish you were in the sun with your titties out and your bathing suit on and your barefoot. You're really going to be mad
2: when you see these pictures or these videos. Screaming
1: in the jungle, doing cartwheels with us. Um, There's a couple of slots left. So if you've been thinking about it, come with us to Costa Rica in February 2023.
2: Yes, the link is in this episode description. Make sure you check out our merch. It's the holidays. I hope you guys are happy, healthy, prioritizing yourself and um, buying our merch. (laughs) As you can see, Mila modeling it. It's so cute. The back is so cute. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Show, show a little ass. Show a little ass with people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Um, make sure you follow our YouTube channel so that you can see all this amazing content of um, our outfits and Jamila Shaking Ass. And um, everything's in this episode description because I'm high. So Bye. I love you.